Welcome to Something Blue, wedding planning with a 21st century bride and groom. My name is Aaron. I'm the bride. My name is Maxwell. I'm the groom. <laughs> Today marks 518 days until our wedding day. Disclaimer, these are our personal opinions and experiences. This is not a commentary on anyone else's choices in their wedding planning process or marriage. You do you, bitch. So let's get into <laughs> it. You tried to do it too. <laughs> I did it. Too, too just much. a little, just a little it, subtler it felt, one. It felt a little, it felt a little excessive. I don't know if that's our thing, you know, like a like a tongue click. I mean, it can become our thing. I or don't I'll, know. I don't know if I want it to become our thing. All right. Well, I'll just do the lip pop though. <laughs> I like yeah. that too. Okay. <laughs> you do the tongue <laughs> click. I'll do the lip pop. No, but I like the lip pop. <laughs> Maybe too bad. Just stop. Being an ASMR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mom, ASMR is when people uh, You don't like have to explain it to her, I'm into, sure. No, I do. Is when people whisper into the microphone and they like chew things and they make sounds and apparently it's very soothing to people. We are not that, but no. I just had to clarify for our top listener, my my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh we have a very fun interesting uh informational topic to jump yeah. into today um but before we start let's do a little check-in how you doing i like i haven't seen you all day long yeah, I know. <laughs> well um for those of you who haven't seen me all day long <laughs> um i'm actually doing uh pretty well you know um i'm i'm kind of excited for you know the things that we have coming up mm-hmm. um like i said on the last check-in you know we've kind of taken a little break from the wedding planning stuff and Mm -hmm. we still talk about it constantly because you know we're doing the podcast and and stuff and And it's on our brains and it's on our brains but um we're we're taking some time to kind of put some other energy into other things and so um it it feels nice that's good you know what about you um i'm feeling that too i'm feeling some contentness uh with the wedding planning, don't laugh at me and my made up words. Um, you know, like we talked about before, um, when we first got engaged, you know, we really jumped into wedding planning because that was really the only thing, um, at the time that was like kind of a, a positive light because, you know, we were in lockdown with COVID and everything yeah. was so, uh, unknown and uncertain and I had lost my job and you were not in school in person anymore neither was Abby and it was just like really kind of jarring and so while lots of people will advise if you're going to have a longer engagement like to take time to really be engaged and like take mm. that little honeymoon mm-hmm. phase before you dive into planning we didn't necessarily do that just because the world turned upside down mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you know I feel like with our decision to postpone that's kind of what's happening now is like you and I are in a good place. We have all of our vendors like pretty much set, Mm -hmm. um, except for the one we're going to talk about today. Mm. And, uh, (laughs) and you know, it's feeling nice to just like focus on us and Max and I are really focusing on personal growth right now. Um, yes. And you know, so many exciting things are coming up. Max turns 30 very soon. Stop it. <laughs> you don't have to tell them. <laughs> I do. It's, it's a big deal. We talked about your birthday. We got a time. <laughs> um, so yeah. And you graduate this year too. Mm-hmm. And if we had had the wedding, you know, this year, it would have totally overshadowed your graduation. Yeah. So well, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not worried about that. Uh, oh, I am. You graduated this year. 
I did. So, I mean. Yeah. It's it, it's some pretty so cool stuff. So it's not just me <laughs> having accomplishments. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, but it's it's been nice. And so if you are feeling um, like run down, if you're feeling a little disconnected from your partner during the planning process, definitely take a step back. Um, y- you, I promise you it will all be there when you return. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, is it has really been nice to kind of like, you know, um, take our hands off the wheel for a little bit and just kind of enjoy. Go uh, on a date, life. watch a movie marathon yeah, together. Max and I are going to uh, Solvang this weekend. Ooh, I'm really excited about it. My dad was making fun of us for going to Solvang, but like, but we're I'm excited. very excited. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> my dad is lame and doesn't like to do anything except go to Vegas. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> um, so today we want to take a seat <clears throat> And chat about seating. Bad. Oh God, I know. I couldn't Boo. even get through it. I couldn't Boo. even get through it. <laughs> I you even wrote put, that. I put in my notes, I put, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you wrote that. Oh, God, that was so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, during your wedding reception, uh, most likely your guests are going to be seated for a good portion of the day. Uh, and with that actually comes a whole lot of planning if you're planning on that dynamic. Um As you plan, you will think about seating arrangements, formations, furniture, tables and decor, lounge seating, and even more depending on your venue, your aesthetic, and the activities you do during your wedding. Uh, And while everyone wants all of their guests on the dance floor the whole time, realistically, it's important to ensure guests have a place to enjoy food, to rest, and to relax. Yeah. You... I... Going into it, you don't realize just how many things you have to consider. Yeah. And I guess that's why people, like, just have a budget and pay for a wedding planner. Yeah. Just because, like, it's 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 overwhelming. So it's they a- just throw a bunch of money at somebody and say, please make this happen. <laughs> it seems like a really small detail, and it is, but it really does um, affect your guests in a very big way. This mm-hmm. is something that you will most likely, as a couple, not really consider um until <laughs> you're on the day and you're like oh my god i didn't even think about this mm-hmm. uh so yeah this is uh seating is a lot more quote quote important than it seems on the surface yeah because you're curating your guest's experience and oh yeah and so like there are so many things to consider just where they will be and mm-hmm. what direction they're facing right you i know, know. It's, it's it's insane so the first place that your guests will most likely sit down, <laughs> we're going to talk about like, you know, butts and seats today. Let's get into it, uh, is your ceremony. So um, there are a couple different ways to go about ceremony seating. Um, you can do like benches, um, individual chairs, standing. All of those are viable options. Um it really just depends on your venue, like size and space and also your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, benches are actually weirdly expensive. And uh, okay. When I say expensive, I mean like more than $5 per something. Right. I am not going to pay more than $5 per chair. I'm just not. I don't think that it's worth it. That is ridiculous. For, well, like to rent yeah, for right. a day, to rent, not to buy. I understand right. that you buy chairs for more than five dollars. <laughs> you should, or they'll break. But like to rent, like, huh? Anyway. Well, so if you figure a chair is like two dollars per, 
and how many people does a bench seat? Um, most of the benches seat like four to five people, sometimes 10, depending on the size. But mm-hmm. the bigger the size, the bigger the price. Yeah. So, yeah, benches are really cute. But also, here's another big thing about benches is like um, it doesn't ensure guest count. Like you can have mm-hmm. seven people sitting on a bench that fit and four people sitting on a bench that fit mm-hmm. depending on the person and depending on their like spacing. Like, you know, I, I don't like sitting next to people. So I right. will like purposefully spread out and take the seat of three people. Six feet apart people. Yeah, seriously. Oh, it absolutely. <laughs> especially with COVID like benches might not be a very good idea. But anyway, so there's benches, there's individual seats. Um, lots of people do opt for a standing ceremony. Please only opt for a standing ceremony if it's going to be a short ceremony. Mm-hmm. I have complained before about the wedding I went to in high school for my like high school boyfriend's cousin. And um, they had a ceremony. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> well, didn't your grandparents uh, wedding? Wasn't everybody standing for that whole thing? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, not because they didn't have chairs. No, but because. <laughs> yes. So okay. Well, hold on. Let me circle back. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, I was at my high school boyfriend's cousin's <laughs> wedding, and they had like a forty-five minute ceremony, and it we were all standing by the side of the freeway, and I was mm. like, "Huh?" Like terrible. Yeah. But anyway, so my grandparents, um. I guess like my my grandma went all the way down the aisle mm-hmm. and then the I think it was a priest the priest yeah he was like he did not tell the guests to sit back down so they so didn't they didn't so all of the guests <laughs> the entire ceremony and I believe it was a catholic ceremony that mm-hmm. is not a short ceremony no they were standing <laughs> at their seats or in the pews. Oh my God. She told me that. And I was like, grandma. And then she, they turned around and they were like, why is everybody standing? <laughs> and sweating. Oh my God. And fainting. Why are these so, people fainting? so funny. Um, so yeah, I guess <laughs> what a waste too. What a waste to rent all those chairs and then nobody sit in them. <laughs> Aw. But, well, if they're pews, they're bolted to oh, the yeah. floor. So it, it's not in the cost. <laughs> <laughs> hey you never know um but yeah with church ceremonies they have pews so don't worry about it but um any other venue where you have to assign ceremony seating um it is just like something to look at and um you always have to consider venue space versus expense and there's no need to assign sides because who are we honestly yeah yeah exactly for like the ceremony it's very traditional for uh, the groom's family and inf- invited guests to sit on the groom's side and the bride, vice versa for the bride. It's honestly, it's so outdated. Like this isn't even, this is something that there's no reason. for. There is literally no reason anymore. It's like, I just, uh, unless you're Capulets and Montagues, you know? Yeah. And I think that in some, <laughs> I just glossed over your, I know Romeo and Juliet reference there. You know why? Cause I don't, Romeo and Juliet and we'll have choice words for them later. Neither do I, but I thought it was a funny joke. Do you you want me to laugh? Please. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) So, um, anyway, uh, I think in some religious settings, um, I don't even, I don't know. I can't speak for that. I'm not sure, but, um, I don't think it's a requirement. I don't think so. I think that people just oblige it because it's tradition. And that's one of those things that's like, 
you don't need to do that anymore. But um, something that our um, our planner told me was ensure that there's signage to let guests know that there's open seating at the ceremony. Right. Because a lot of your like older guests or more traditional guests, they won't assume that it's open seating and they will ask the ushers like, you know, which side do I sit? Mm-hmm. Or they will just like go ahead and sit. But if they see a sign that's like, hey, sit anywhere, then they know, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not required to sit any which way. Because I think a lot of guests, they don't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if they don't see directly uh, that you're going against that, like a t- tradition, they'll probably assume that you are. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of just put a sign and be like, hey, there's like so many little um, mm, cheesy little signs that are like, um, choose a seat, not a sign. Do you love by both the groom and bride? Mm-hmm. Like all of that stuff. Um, I really wanted to put signs that are just like sit anywhere, period. Like it's <laughs> just like don't use your phones period like just like just I've, really I've noticed rude that we are very cheesy on a lot of things but there are some cheesy things that just grate us like yeah. that it's the live laugh love yeah anything <laughs> that i see written on a hobby lobby sign i will boycott <laughs> just out of principle this episode is sponsored by hobby no lobby. it is not <laughs> sponsored by hobby lobby <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, put a sign that says like, hey, there's open seating. But also, and this is super, super important. Put reserve signs on the seats where your parents and grandparents are going to sit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, again, do not assume that all of your guests are going to be nice and accommodating. Your uncle with his big iPad wants to sit in the front. And if mm. you don't have a reserve sign on it, the, and there's so many cute little ways to do little reserve signs, you can literally just print out a piece of paper if you want to and tape it to the chair. Just make sure that nobody sits in those first four, first eight seats or whatever, so that when your parents walk you down, um, when they are walked down escorted, they have a place to sit right in the front. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I was thinking about this too, because both of our parents are walking both of us down the aisle. Yes. And uh, like not... Your parents are walking you down, <laughs> yes. and my parents are walking me down. <laughs> um, no, all of them are going to walk four me, of them. <laughs> and then they're going to come back for you. <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, <laughs> the aisle is not wet enough for that. We will walk sideways. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about this. I I have a feeling my dad is just going to pick on like the smallest little details, not because he has a genuine problem with it, but because he like likes to mess with me. Mm-hmm. And so I have a feeling like at the rehearsal or whatever, he's going to be like, I don't want to say in the front. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's how he talks. My dad, something that the listeners need to know about my father. Um, he used to be uh, actually, he now is the head coach um, of a high school softball team. Uh And, um, right around when I was a junior and senior in high school, Miranda Sings was a big deal. If you don't know Miranda Sings, you're missing out. Go look her up on YouTube. Um, but she talks like this and she sings like this and all of the kids in choir would talk like that, but then just like in general. Right. And so then my dad hopped on the train and talked like that to like make the girls on the softball team laugh and then to make like me and my sister and brother laugh and it He's kind of never stopped it faded away <laughs> for everyone else but my dad still does it it's like become a part of his speech pattern it's how he talks to abby now it's how abby thinks that he talks 
because like she was literally sitting at my parents house and she like looked at my dad and she was like no I don't think so and we were like what are you doing she goes I'm talking like papa (laughs) and so yes my dad talks like Miranda sings still to this day six years after it has been popular (laughs) um so anyway, yeah, when I when I'm mimicking my dad, I'm going to do a Miranda Sings voice. But yeah, I feel like he's going to give me some like hard time about like, I don't want to sit in the front. Can you put my reserve sign in the back? <laughs> Can I stand in the back? That's like what he's going to say. I just know it. So I know that if we had flowers in the aisle as he's walking you down, he'd pick flowers. Like that's just kind yeah, of yeah. I'd like put the, them in my hair. Yeah. like I. That's just kind of the stuff. You know he'd do. why? You know why? Because my dad is such like a like. I won't say a quiet person. He's not a quiet person, but he is like pretty um reserved mm-hmm. in like most settings. But when he is around his family, mm-hmm. he becomes the biggest ham Mm -hmm. at our engagement party he was so obnoxious (laughs) (laughs) like in a funny way like he wasn't like being annoying or anything yeah but he was just like like it's like my dad does not know how to have fun anymore and so like when he does have fun he has like all the fun (laughs) yeah um so i anticipate some shenanigans there of course but still he's gonna sit his ass in the front i don't care what he says yeah (laughs) Some people have guests sitting at the reception tables during the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And we love this idea, but it only works if your venue does not change. Uh, That it's big enough to accommodate both the ceremony aisle and the reception or dance floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, it's a great option if your venue can handle it. So if you're switching venues, obviously, it's not going to work. Yeah. Right. Um, It's nice, though, because it's not there's no transition for your guests. Uh Um, Also, you probably like won't have a cocktail hour if that's the case yeah. or you will have Usually. the guests move out and then come, and back. Then come back yeah. yeah so um it is an option but it's more like if you want a streamlined process if mm-hmm. you're like just wanting to go straight from ceremony into okay cool we're gonna walk back down the aisle we're gonna sit at our sweetheart table we're gonna cut the cake we're gonna eat dinner you know for i us, love that yeah for us we're choosing not to do that mainly because we have food trucks outside. Exactly. And so having the ceremony inside, moving to outside where everybody can eat so we can clear off, you mm-hmm. know, the dance floor and stuff inside. It's just, it works. It's It's got a nice flow to it yeah. for us. The literal only con to that is that I am getting two sets of chairs for everyone. Now, I have decided this. I have thought about, like, people picking up their ceremony chairs and <laughs> taking them to the reception. But I just don't see that going over very well because we don't have a lot of staff who can do that and we're not doing a cocktail hour where guests mingle while that transition is happening yeah i have just opted for comfort over cost and we are getting two sets of chairs we're getting ceremony chairs that are like slightly like less expensive they're just kind of like regular folding chairs like Mm -hmm. plastic folding chairs um because i'm not worried about it and they're from our venue so like they can just go right back upstairs. Yeah. And then we're getting like the little bit nicer, but still folding chairs for outside. Cause those are the ones are going to sit in for the most part. Yeah, you know, up, exactly. Up. Yeah. I really don't care. I looked at benches. I liked the idea of benches, but again, they were like weirdly expensive and they didn't accommodate as many seats. Mm-hmm. Like 
And I just, and then with COVID, I still don't want people to be super close together. I want them to have some comfort if they want a space or whatever. Yeah. So that's just, if you can configure it, there are definitely ways where, you know, you just like have them at the table and that's the table and that's where they experience all of the stuff. And yeah, it just is whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now for cocktail hour, seats are not required or, or uh, expected if you're doing a cocktail hour. Just have some cocktail tables and then definitely serve some kind of like munchies or, mm-hmm. or drinks. Yeah. Um, otherwise, why are you having a cocktail hour? Yeah. Like, huh? Um, when we went to a wedding recently, they had a cocktail hour. We like moved from the ceremony area into a cocktail hour area. There weren't as many tables as there were people. Mm-hmm. Definitely just keep that in mind because especially if you're not going to have seats, you the guests are going to want to have something to kind of lean on or eat over. Yeah. Um, and like I find myself often like leaning on tables to talk to people, you know, and then you kind of lean over the table and talk to each other. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like just make sure that you have more than like five cocktail tables because they're not very big. Right. Um, and then if you're opting for really long banquet tables or something, then like, don't have a cocktail hour, like just go and have them sit in the reception. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, just like consider costs. So it's a lot of extra stuff. Like you're going to realize, like you're going to look at the traditional things that people do and you don't have to do them. Like you, nobody says you have to do a cocktail hour, especially if you're doing a first look, there's no reason to take any other photos. Yeah. Like it's mm, anyway. So going into the reception <laughs> seating, um, you're going to need a couple different like furniture pieces. So tables for dinner. There's lots of different tables and chairs. So if you um, are opting for uh, round tables, um, those are usually like a little more comfy for your guests just because they have a little more space. Um, but it also does take up more space physically in the venue. Um, and then there's like banquet tables that are like really long and rectangular, mm-hmm. kind of like lunch room style seating, like cafeteria seating. Yeah. Um, and those take up way less room, but guests also kind of bump elbows with other people. Also, it might be a little harder for them to mingle with people. Yeah. I was going to say you have like the two or three people next to you yeah. and then the person in front of you. And that's like the luck of the draw if you get yeah. people that you know and can talk to then yeah it's definitely more intimate i would say if we were having a more intimate gathering i would definitely opt for a table like that because then it's like we could have everybody at one table you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah and that's kind of cool like if we were all just at a restaurant um but because we have such big uh such a big party mm-hmm. <laughs> um we're, we're we're opting for round tables and we have the space to accommodate it in our venue can you imagine just one long table <laughs> with 170 yes. people at it? Yes. And you know what? It's Pass not a place I want to be. <laughs> um, also, people do a mix of tables and sh- configurations and shapes. Some people will have round tables and long tables. They'll have like long banquet tables for family going around the outside and round tables for friends. Um, and then, of course, you've got the sweetheart table or the head table up top. Didn't um, we consider at one point a mix? We definitely did. Yeah. Yes, there we was did. like on the outside we had, like you said, the banquet tables mm-hmm. and then the inside was a bunch of round. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that, um, but we just ended up go ahead. Like we just yeah. decided well, against and that's it. When we had, we had the seating inside, we were trying to figure out, you know, how we wanted to do that, right? Yeah. We, yeah we've gone through a couple different configurations and that's normal. When you're yeah. looking at your venue and you're 
talking with your venue coordinator and with your furniture rentals, um, those vendors, you're going to have to kind of come up with a configuration that works. Mm -hmm. Expect to go through two or three drafts of how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never going to hit what you want the first time. Um, So there's like a couple different styles of table. There's like the plastic foldable tables. They're so much cheaper than like the wood ones, but they require linens to look pretty formal. And um, so lots of people don't like the look of like a big tablecloth and they think it just kind of looks like really overdone. Mm -hmm. Um, But the wood tables, while they look a whole lot nicer and they don't require much linen, like you can just kind of drape a uh, table runner over some greenery, whatever, because it's already like it's already real nice. Mm hmm. It is literally so expensive, mm-hmm. so expensive mm-hmm. to rent to rent a wooden table. Like every vendor I've looked at for the wood tables, because I do like how they look, right. but oh my god! Like I could rent, like truly a majority of our twenty tables by rent trying to rent five mm. wood tables. It just I can't with yeah. the cost. It's not worth it. It's a, that that is something that's like that that aesthetic. Unless like your priority is how your tables look, um, I would go ahead and like maybe opt for a plastic table. <laughs> like, <laughs> or go to Costco and buy the wood ones in bulk. Right, honestly, and then you've got a bunch and then of rent tables, them out. Yeah. or you could take them back to Costco. <laughs> that's what my parents do. They take things back to Costco. <laughs> my parents one time, she just told me the story. My parents like um, bought this big TV to raffle off for for the high school softball uh, like tournament, <laughs> and um, my parents like bought a bunch of raffle tickets in the raffle, and they ended up winning that TV, even though they were the ones that donated it. So they took the TV back to Costco and got their money back for it. <laughs> so yeah, you could always just like, y- yeah, Costco will take it back, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Do it. What Ooh, a hack. What a hack. Then you just have to worry about transportation, just transporting it to and from the venue. Pick a venue close to a Costco. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so chairs <laughs> for dinner. So there are <laughs> there are these chairs that if you are deep into wedding planning, you probably know what they are. They are Chiavari chairs. I hope and pray that I'm saying that right. Um, they are like the chair that you think of when you think of a wedding reception they look like bamboo um they honestly they're just like a regular skinny chair it's like you know you kept saying chivari chairs and i'm sure you showed me before but i i just looked them up now they're just regular ass they're just regular chairs and yet why are they so popular they are like eight dollars per chair to rent and i'm sorry but that's too much for me for a chair That is so much. Um, The resin folding chairs are like $2.50 a piece. I will be getting those. There are multiple colors. Like, I literally do not think that it is so important to have a certain type of chair, but that is just me. If you are dreaming of that aesthetic or if you just like that one more, okay, just know that that's an additional cost. And honestly, I think it's an additional cost because that's like the aesthetic. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. popular right now, so there's demand, yeah. so that you know yes. capitalism. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and so, 
like there's other styles again there's like benches if you're gonna do long banquet tables you can do stools if you want i was literally considering everybody just sitting on a bunch of bean bags like <laughs> she she sounds like she's joking but uh, she's I'm not. not she like she seriously I was like, considered that for a I while. I was considering for the reception. I was like, what if we just did a bunch of lounge areas and there was no formal seating, blah, blah, blah. But I just can't get away with that because our guest count is so big. Yeah. Like, it's so high. Now, if, if we had opted for, like, the smaller mm-hmm. group and, st- and kept our date, we definitely could have done that. Oh, 100%. And I would have. Also, if we... <laughs> If we were doing a venue that's outside with grass, I would just have everybody have picnic blankets. Cute. Right? I love that idea. If you're just like in, it's like a rustic kind of farm or like if it's outside well, on a hill. Yeah. The the cocktail hour that you were just talking about, there's mm-hmm. a huge grassy area. And I was going to say, I really wanted to explore the grassy area, but then there would just be a weirdo standing in the middle of this lawn looking around mm-hmm. and stuff and so i had to stay near the tables and i was very sad about that but oh that's right can you imagine like just a bunch of picnic blankets out yeah. there and everybody hanging out that would have been so cool because it's very beautiful over there yeah the other weird part about that cocktail hour that we were at was there was not a lot of lighting like no there was it was kind of like, dark it was like a few like really bright like sp- like almost like stadium lights mm-hmm but they were spotty and then the rest of the grass area was darkness. Yeah. And yeah, that just that was not a vibe for me. <laughs> I thought that. it was cool, but I understood that it was like It was cool as in like, ooh, we could get murdered. But like <laughs> not cool as in like, wow, what a fun place to drink a beverage. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> whatever. And that was not their control. That was like the yeah. venue. Um but yeah, so that just if I were to give any advice, I would say get the cheapest chair. Like literally nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. Yeah. Um also, I just have to say this right now. You absolutely do not need to decorate your chairs. So many people are like, what should I put on the back of my chairs? Which color fabric should I Nothing. Why? Why? I hate that this ever even became a trend. It is so unnecessary. Your chairs do not need accessories. Like I, I, so many people will like look for like bows and tool and silk and stuff to wrap around their chairs and even like putting florals and stuff on their chairs. And while that's super cute, just do that for you and your partner at the sweetheart table or at the head table. Like you don't have to. You, you don't have to decorate every single person's chair because I guarantee you that 90% of those guests are not going to even notice. When we were talking about it, I described it as this. You are effectively putting a bunch of money towards decorating this chair just for one or two people to go, oh, that's cute, and then move on. Right, exactly. And so is it really worth it for that little, you know, interaction it's not i'm not trying to shit on anybody's desire to have a certain aesthetic because i understand at the end of the day you want to tie everything into everything but that is one of the details that it's like girl that is just not necessary Mm -hmm. and i don't care who you are everyone could use a couple cut like a couple cuts in the budget and um that's definitely one of them yes Unless it has some deep sentimental meaning to you or something, I I cannot for the life of me think why. If but, your yeah. great grandmother was a chair maker, you oh know, gosh. and it's you know she made she also, decorated the most beautiful chairs, then maybe yeah yeah I understand. 
also for me personally, and this is my personal opinion, I think that those big white chair covers with the big bows, and so, I think they're ugly. It looks like your chair is ugly, and then you're trying to hide it with a chair cover. <laughs> Which is also just <laughs> not great looking. I don't know. I think of like... I think of like the white chair covers with the like fuchsia bow that's like all covered in tulle at like my cousin's quinceanera. Like that's what I think of, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone needs that for the, let's move on as a society (laughs) from the chair covers. You know, we, nobody puts plastic on their couches anymore. We don't need to put chair covers in our wedding reception. It's just too much. Basically, if you like it, do it just know that it's not necessary (laughs) right 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 right. so once you decide like what your aesthetic is going to be for your reception seating for your ceremony seating whatever um then you are going to have to look at whether or not you are going to do assigned seating at Mm. your reception This is extremely controversial, not only amongst the wedding industry in general, but also amongst my family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. My mom said, don't hold back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so lots of people say 100% do it always, especially if those people work in the wedding industry. They will say, you need to do a science seating for these and these reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we have to say about it, if you are having a sit down meal that was chosen by guests prior to your wedding, assigned seating is almost necessary. Yes. Like just for the dynamic, um, some people like they, some people say, oh, give everyone a place card with their meal indicator, like their name. And then if it says V for vegan or, or steak, whatever, um, that, and then allow them to sit where they please and bring their place card. But even this requires guests to stay in one place, which many do not do, even if their seat was not assigned. Exactly. You know, and um, so like uh, it's like wishful thinking, but it doesn't really work out. Mm-hmm. So we have created a pros and cons list of assigned seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so know that um, unless you are doing uh, like a buffet style, food truck style, kind of a family style meal, if you have like an assigned plated meal, you most likely need to do a uh, assigned seating just because your vendor, your caterer will require it. Mm-hmm. But if you are not having one of those things, uh, uh, we have some pros and cons for you. I'll read the cons. I'll be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> okay. So here are some pros of uh assigning seating um it's like we said it's easier for the caterer to know who ordered what meal for this is for non-buffet stuff um it allows friends and family to be ensured that they will be seated with others and away from others this is a really really big one um this is like kind of why we like considered assigning seating um was because we have some guests that only know two or three other people Mm -hmm. we have quite a few parties like that that maybe Mm -hmm. only know one other set of friends or only know one other set of family and a lot of people will say that they prefer assigned seating or assigned tables um because they are grouped with the people that they know Mm -hmm. like that is just a big positive and i know and i'm gonna say it my parents invited a lot of people you know and they paid for those heads to be at the table but I don't think that they realize that they paid for a lot of people who only know them. Mm-hmm. And so my parents are going to be busy the yeah. whole night seeing people 
who don't know anybody else and yeah. f- who feel obligated to be with them. And mm-hmm. um, it's not my problem, but. <laughs> well, and I think that, I mean, that's nice because then your parents will be busy and they'll be able to visit with a lot of friends that they haven't seen. Um, but if we were to assign tables, then all of those people, like all of your mm-hmm. mom's friends from high school that she invited, all of the yeah. family friends that have seen each other at other functions could be at a table together. Like, yeah. um, you know, so the different uh, and on the other side of the spectrum, if you have family members who do not get along, mm-hmm. it is good to know that they most likely will be on opposite sides of the venue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. um, and then, you know, your family, you know, if that's important or not, you know, whether or not they're going to start a fight, start a fire. Um, and if you <laughs> want to know some of that drama, listen to our wedding nightmares episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that is a huge uh, selling point for assigning seats or assigning tables. And when we say assigning seats versus tables, some people will opt to just put like, let's say our tables seat 10 people. Um, We would group 10 people and we'll say, hey, all of you are at table one, all of you are at table two, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then we don't assign seats per se. We will just assign them to that table and then they can choose amongst themselves where in that table they sit. So a lot of people are opting to do table assignments rather than seating assignments because I think it's just a little bit less hassle for the couple. Uh, Yeah. So another thing is that assigning seats gives guests direction and keeps from awkwardness when trying to find seats. It feels less like, you know prom and like <laughs> clicky or like it's clicky. the lunch like lunchtime in the cafeteria can i sit with you yeah please? Mm-hmm. like you know that scene in mean girls when she's like looking at all the different tables <laughs> that. yeah um and uh, again um on a lot of like the facebook forums and like the reddit forums and stuff for wedding planning a lot of people will ask for the pros and cons of assigned seating and so many people say, I prefer assigned seating because it takes away the awkwardness of me looking for people that I know and mm-hmm. looking for a place to sit. Um, also, because like a lot of times if you have like, let's say our tables sit 10 and we have a family of five and a family of three and they sit at a table, but then a family of another family of three or family of four walks over and they know those people, but there's only two seats there. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they have to sit at another table and then those two seats go empty. And then maybe there's a couple there, but they don't know anybody from that table. So they're not going to sit there. Mm-hmm. And that table of 10 becomes a table of eight. And then you need an extra table. Exactly. And so it just kind of that's that is historically how that dynamic happens. Which is why we bought extra tables. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that. And also, well, uh, still on this, like when we're talking about the awkwardness of trying to find seats. Like I said, my parents are going to be at one table and everybody that is from out of state that's their friends Mm -hmm. is going to want to be at that table. And there's going to be a lot of disappointed people because they're going to be stuck with others they don't know. Or it's just going to be a little bit awkward for them finding seating because Mm -hmm. they don't know it. And yeah, there there is going to be some discomfort for some of the guests that are like, oh, well, I guess I'll sit here. And then they're like, oh, hi, how are you? I don't think that anybody's going to put up a fuss about it no um because it's our wedding and you know most of the people we've invited um you know have manners like yeah (laughs) so um but it it definitely is just trying to take some of that animosity away of like oh i don't know where to sit oh i guess i'll sit here and then like 
having empty seats because you have this family of six and this family of three and then there's this empty seat yeah where there should be a person and then that happens five times and then all of a sudden this family of five doesn't have a table and then you have to buy an extra table so Mm -hmm. yeah um another pro of assigned seating is that it's like Wow. Perfect segue. It's cost effective. <laughs> no need for extra place setting seats tables because exactly that will because happen. We know who's going to be there. Yeah. Um, and that's something that was explained to me by my venue coordinator, by my planner and by my caterer. They were just like, if you're not going to do assigned seating, just make sure you have extra tables and chairs because um, at the end of the day, if people are finding their own seats, they're going to spread out. And so like, yeah that family of seven is going to take up that table of 10 like it's just that not everybody is going to sit together and like half moon it you know and (laughs) and then the other people just fill it out like it's just not how that happens now if people come up to you and they're like hey can i find a seat but then you're separating parties so if there's like you know um like rogue one and two seaters on five different tables and you have a family of five, they're going to have to get split up if you only buy the amount of chairs and tables that you have guests. Yeah. So if you were not doing assigned tables or assigned seating, you're going to have to have extra furniture. It's literally just how it happens mm-hmm. there. And everybody that has not done assigned seating um, says that that needs to happen. Uh, and coordinators and professionals, they all are like, yeah, that's just, it's just, this is kind of like the the dynamic of people you know yeah um and then the last pro uh for assigned seating is it's easy for the photographer and coordinator to find guests needed for certain photos or events Mm -hmm. so like if they know table one is the head table that has both sets of parents the grandparents and everybody that the groom and bride need for these certain events for first dances just to give information to it's really easy for them to be identified Mm mm-hmm So, yeah, lots of pros for assigned seating. A lot of people do opt for assigning either tables or seats. However, there also are a lot of cons. And I will reveal them after the break. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Yes, we are. Max and I just had like a whole issue about who was going to say it. No. I won. <laughs> <laughs> it just took a couple takes. That's fine. <laughs> so some of the cons of assigned seating are that it's extremely frustrating mm. for the couple and those planning. Yeah, and that's tea. We initially were doing assigned seating, and you and I spent hours mm-hmm. like trying to figure out like who's going where, and we had it almost completely done. Yeah. And then the decision was changed to yeah. just not doing that. So, yeah. like, well, we were doing assigned tables. We weren't doing assigned right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but still, even then, like trying to Jenga, Jenga, no Tetris, a bunch <laughs> of. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to Jenga everybody, stack everybody <laughs> on top of each other? <laughs> <laughs> trying to Tetris families into a perfect, you know, ten-person table. Yeah. Um, was challenging. But we did it. We did such a good job. We did. But that was before some of the people that were added in. Yeah, that's got true. Added in. Yeah. And so we said, fuck it. We're not doing that. <laughs> um, also, um, assigned seating can cause tension amongst guests who may be offended at the table number or the seating assignment. Mm-hmm. I know several. 
yeah. that would be like, why am I not number one, even though I haven't seen you in 40 years? Yeah, and you're only 35. I know. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> you're going to be 31. Oh well, then God. why did you say 35? I don't know, because you're just always calling yourself 86. <laughs> so I just thought, you know. Anyway. I uh, will be 31, though. Yes. You will be 31 when you get married. I think that's good, though. That's not a bad thing. I didn't say it was. Oh, well, you're giving me a look like this <laughs> thing. You're looking at me like I'm already dead. No, <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> he said that for comedy. I wasn't actually looking at him like that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so another con of assigned seating is that uh, seating assignments go ignored anyway. It's, people it's are true. people are pains in the asses it's yeah a lot of times like unless you have a very formal wedding that just like kind of keeps going mm -hmm. if you have time for your guests to mingle and eat dinner um they're most likely going to move anyway mm -hmm. and if you spent all of that time and all of that stress trying to tetris uh people around then um they kind of get up and drag their chairs around anyway <laughs> yeah. Um, that can definitely be very frustrating. And then again, it's kind of hard if your caterer has assigned like, yeah. you know, food and all of that. Um, and then it actually can get kind of uncomfortable for the guests, like, because then those who are not moving, it's like, Hey, you're kind of in my space. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. We just did that again. That's Is that disgusting. like three episodes in a row where we said the same thing? Two episodes in a row where mm -hmm. we said the same thing? Yeah. Aye. Anyway. <laughs> it happens every day. <laughs> happens all the time. Um, Another con of assigned seating is that uh, there's no arrangement for an unannounced guest. And yeah. hopefully <laughs> there aren't any people that just show up. But there uh, will be. But there will be people. And, and I think we talked about this um, in our guests episode. But mm -hmm. there will definitely be people who, I guess, assume that they have a plus one and bring someone yeah. anyway even or who did not rsvp just mm -hmm. assume that you assumed that they were coming mm -hmm. or somebody who said that they weren't coming but then come anyway yeah yeah it's a whole thing and um if you have a science seating and you don't account for those people and then they show up or that you don't account for some of their plus ones mm -hmm. it it becomes kind of awkward yeah I, it's just you would hope that that doesn't happen and mess up your science seating but it yeah. will. So <laughs> so in that even, you know, we got extra tables because we didn't have assigned seating. But even if you have assigned seating, mm -hmm. you might want to have extra tables just in case yeah. somebody's a douchebag. People have been doing this thing where they have a designated table and like everybody has place cards with their names. And then the place cards for the didn't RSVP table the place cards literally say like I didn't RSVP <laughs> and like it's just like snark snarky little comments and you can just sit them there like and then you and when we say you you don't do that as a mm -hmm. couple it would be your venue coordinator or your caterer or whomever like mm -hmm. you know even just having a like bridesmaid or groomsman or whoever being like standing next to the table assignments and being like hey if you are not on this list it's because you didn't RSVP and you're at table 21 you know yeah you hire hire the waiters from Dicks, just like oh be paid to be brutally mean to people. Oh my god, that would be so <laughs> funny to do at a wedding to yeah. get Dicks to cater and then just roast <laughs> all of your guests. I would love that. That would be so 
bunny how come i never thought of that before because i just thought of it that now. is amazing <laughs> and we need to do it but you know what we won't hire the people from taste you and i will just walk around and we will roast all of our guests <laughs> god that would go so horribly yes it would <laughs> um and then uh, the last thing guests are less likely to mingle amongst the others that are not seated with them yeah so i mean yeah, so basically, like, if you put people in an assigned seat and they're with nine other people, um, they kind of feel like they can only mingle with those nine people yeah. during the portion of the day where they're supposed to be sitting. Mm-hmm. And they won't really, like, get up and mingle with others. So then the issue with your parents having invited a whole lot of people who only really know them, and they only really know them, not even, like, us so much. Yeah. Um, but... Like if we were to assign those seats, all of those other people wouldn't really get to talk to your parents and mingle with them mm-hmm. during that portion of the night. Yeah. And that's just like kind of an unfortunate thing that happens. Yeah. Well. And then on, like the biggest, um, the biggest con to like the assigned seating is really the stress that it puts on the couple. Yeah. It is such a hassle to like handle assigned seating (laughs) like unless in it depends on your dynamic it depends on the venue um it depends on your caterer the amount of stress that you think will come with this seating assignment like you know all of these things um if you know it will be more of a hassle to assign seats than it would be for people to find their own then maybe that extra hundred dollars or so for more tables is worth it yeah and i i would say just buy extra tables anyway because yeah Because it's just nice to have the space. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like Max said, we had originally planned on doing assigned tables. um, And then I was just discussing it with my family. And my family had very strong feelings about the concept of assigned seating. They do not like the concept. I understand. I totally hear where they're coming from. They don't like being told where to sit, what to do. Um, so I, uh, I attempted to look for a compromise and I asked, you know, my mom and dad, like where they would like to be sat, like who they would like to be seated around. Yeah. And, um, to that, I was, uh, told, I don't know who I will want to sit with in a year and a half, whatever. Um, (laughs) which is fair. It's valid. It's like, yeah, I get that. Um, I, (laughs) Uh, really what they just they i guess they didn't want the rigidness i was um you know there there were a lot of things said to me um i really ended up just kind of like figuring out that it wasn't a huge priority of mine or yeah. yours um and because they felt so strongly i just kind of i kind of threw my hands up and i know we talk a lot on the podcast about like really communicating um, with the people that are contributing to the wedding. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we got thrown that comment of, well, I'm paying for a lot of the wedding. That one stung. That one was, I think one of the biggest reasons. It it is valid. It is also valid. And that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, we won't go ahead and do it. And then, you know, they kind of backpedaled a little bit and was like, well, at the end of the day, at at the end of the day, it's your wedding, whatever. Um, But I asked like, I basically told him, like, if I choose to do this assigned thing, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And I realized that, like, asking them to hold their tongue was not really fair, given that they felt so strongly about it. So, Mm -hmm. like, I knew that at some point it was going to come up. And 
I personally would rather just not not hear about it. Yeah. So like I would rather just deal with like my little bit of like ugh, whatever than them having those feelings about it and then like doing it anyway. Yeah. You know. And I think what we what we stressed in a much earlier episode is our priority list. You know, mm-hmm. the top five things that everything else outside of that list um should be completely flexible yeah you know because if it's not your biggest concern if it's not something that you know you have to have a specific way yeah then you know be flexible with it one of the i think the things that made it so frustrating for me was that um uh, the comment was made that like aaron you're you want your wedding to be so fun and yet all of a sudden you want to just control everything Um, I did not feel that that comment was valid, um, because I had been told by my caterer, my venue coordinator, my Mm -hmm. planner, that it is the easiest way for guests to, um, be excused to get dinner. It is the easiest way for it to just ensure that everybody knows somebody and that there's like a level of Mm -hmm. comfort there. Um, and then like my other reasoning was, that extra tables mean extra decor, linens, and money to accommodate this mm-hmm. desire for my family not to want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so basically our guest count, um, we had planned on getting 15 tables and now I'm buying 20 of everything yeah. um, because we're anticipating about 150 guests and now I'm buying for 200 just to accommodate to the spreading out of people. Yeah. Um, and while that's okay, that's an extra five tables and 50 chairs and my parents were like oh yeah i'll pay for that but i think what they also didn't consider was that that means five extra tablecloths 50 Mm -hmm. extra napkins five extra vases i had to make all of the things that are going on it all of the candles all of the like decor like Mm -hmm. the pictures and everything it really does add up um and so that was just something that while they've made it clear to me like we would rather pay the extra for the extra seating um, I, I then realized I would also be paying extra for all of the decor and, yeah. and, you know, that's just more setup and more everything. Um, unless, you know, we just decide not to decorate those tables and we know that <laughs> they're the C tier guests. No, you know? no, but that's the problem is it won't be because they won't be assigned. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the end of the day, like I, I know that we really talk about like, it's your day, what you want goes, but like, it was one of those things where, Um, I just realized it wasn't a priority for me. And, um, also the biggest thing is that we kind of reworked our, um, timeline a little bit. And so Max and I decided that, um, we are not going to be present while guests are finding their seats. So either way, it's a win-win. Um, right after the ceremony, Max and I are going upstairs and we're like taking 30 minutes to take a few pictures, like in mm-hmm. the sunset but also we are going to eat pizza <laughs> and so then when we come down for our grand entrance um guests everybody's have, already kind of figured that yeah, out yeah they have figured it out so if there is some awkwardness if there is a little bit of chaos i am not there to worry <laughs> about it and if exactly. there's not and if there's not and it goes smoothly then that's great mm-hmm. and everybody is happy so really it's a win-win for me because i was able to uh accommodate to uh, you know, some of the desires of my family, which were valid. Um, and I'm still able to like kind of remove myself from that, uh, possibly stressful situation yeah. uh, and then just put them responsible for it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it sounded like we were talking about 
the arrangement that we have and how dissatisfied we were with it. But then, you know, we're not going to be there yeah. uh, for that part. And so all of the issues that I was saying with, you know, my parents and all the people they invited, um, they're going to deal with it. I yeah. don't have to deal with it because by the time I come back down, it's already for the most part worked itself out. Yeah. And then, you know, if there's any issues that is not for us to handle, you mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, we've got a day of coordinator. We, we, we are so smart. I know. We're, we're just brilliant. Look at oh, that. man. Wow. High five. Wow. Uh, that was a stretch. <laughs> we're social distancing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, that's basically like the whole journey that we went on with assigned seating and assigned tables. I definitely see so many pros to it, but I also recognize the cons. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it just wasn't high enough on my priority list to fight for it. And um, because I do care about my family, I do care about the time that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I their think their enjoyment. It, yeah. yeah. But I also think that if, you know, if we had a little bit of a di- different dynamic, I would definitely fight for it or I would opt for it anyway. Um, because, you know, even though I want them to have a good time. And I think it was that comment of like, don't you want everyone to have fun? That like really kind of, mm. I think that definitely got to me. And now I, I, I'm finding myself second guessing like some of the choices I'm making, like, oh, well, will people enjoy this? Will people have fun? And, and you know what? Like you are not being controlling because you are trying to create a smoother event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are yeah. not being a controlling overbearing person because you want to ensure that everybody has a seat. You're not being controlling because you want to save a little bit of money. Um, it is absolutely okay to plan for certain things. Like I even felt hesitant presenting to them that I had a timeline. Yeah. And then I just had to realize, no, I have to have a timeline. My DJ needs a timeline. My caterer, all of my vendors mm-hmm. need a timeline. And so, you know what? Like I just kind of, when we're talking about like a, planning circle then and you know i just try to keep that with the immediate circle of those who need to have it and then those who don't or those who would have a problem with seeing that and call me controlling you know they don't see it if you are planning your own wedding you have a lot of control but that doesn't make you controlling absolutely and and you are (laughs) kind of orchestrating an event Mm -hmm. and in any other event you would be seen as the coordinator as the orchestrator but because it's a wedding Mm -hmm. lots of people will label you as controlling as a bridezilla as being overbearing um just because of the nature of the uh, misogyny and those expectations rooted within literal weddings Mm -hmm. like in any other event, if we were just planning a corporate event, they would be like, wow, Erin's so efficient. She's so on top of it. She just wants yeah. everything to run so smoothly. But because it's a wedding, it's like. Because it's your wedding. Exactly. Not because it's a wedding, but right. because it's it's our wedding. Right. That's how you're perceived. Yeah, exactly. And that's really unfortunate. And that's also where delegating really comes into play. And that's really good to have uh, multiple people carrying out your vision and carrying out your timeline. Because then you singularly or you as a couple are not being controlling. It is just being handled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that's one of the comments you just got to dodge and got to learn to, uh, just look at that priority list. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, and that's, what's been keeping, you know, us in a, a better state of mind is like, yeah, if it's not 
one of our top three things, we're not going to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. So also you have to consider like what type of layout you want to have for these tables. Um, so you got to work with your venue coordinator, your planner and your furniture vendor to kind of create a dynamic that like works best for you. So like think of like feng shui, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're having a buffet, like are all of the tables, like do they all have uh, a walkway to the food? Do they have like, uh, you know, any obstructed like walkways when they're going to get another drink or when they're mm -hmm. going to the dance floor? Like make sure that it's not too crowded. Make sure that when they push out their chairs, they're not hitting another person. I, I am. There's so many events where the chairs mm -hmm. are back to back and it's like, or I they're can't against even, a wall and I can't get, and in, I can't and get out. in and it's, and I, there, it's so easy to, to like, not do that <laughs> yeah you know you just have to think just people have it's not like you you look at the the table setting from the bird's eye view and mm -hmm. you're setting everything up in like a diagram or whatever and you see the chairs and you're like okay these people are there but account for a foot and a half of space for the person to be yeah. there and yeah. for the chair to have been pushed out you know mm -hmm. I feel it's very uh, fat phobic when people arrange like that. <laughs> I do not feel I was given the proper accommodation. I feel squished. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, um, so like long banquet style tables will allow for like less exclusivity where, where like guests are sitting, uh, but they may be like less comfortable when they're eating or talking. So like you can have long banquet tables and then be like, oh, nobody's like more important than the other because we just have really long tables. And so it's like, <laughs> doesn't feel, and then you can have more people in the same area, but at the same time, it's harder to talk. It's harder to see everyone. The elbow room is just not there. And you have to account for who's right-handed and who's left-handed because yeah. you can't sit me and my dad next to each other. Or me and we'll you. Be, or you and me because we'll mm -hmm. bump elbows and it sucks. Yep. Um, round tables are a little more comfy for your guests, um, but they also require more centerpieces, linens, decor, all of that stuff. Yeah. So getting into centerpieces and decor. Nice segue. Thank you. I popped my shoulder while I was adjusting. <laughs> I was hoping it didn't get caught on the, uh, I was about to say caught on tape. That is not you a sentence I can say anymore. Old. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm 21 and I'm going to be 24 in a month. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, like my reference just stays 21. But then the year reference is always 2012 for some reason. That's like, the year I was 21. Oh, that's gross. That's weird. Because I was, how old was I in, tw in 2012? 15. I was 15, yeah, because you're six years older than me. Yeah. We did not know each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know her until she was 21. <laughs> Let's make that that's clear. Very clear. Um, Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe that's why, because I met you when I was 21, and then, like, my whole world changed, and I just oh, feel forever Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but God. I thought that that would have made you melt. I didn't know that that would make you groan. <laughs> no, I thought it was really cute. But <laughs> You're just trying to save face for the pod. You loved it. I did love it, but it was bad. <laughs> like, it was... Okay, but that doesn't explain why I think it's forever 2012. Like, I will literally be like, oh, 2008, that was four years ago. <laughs> you know why? Because the Mayan calendar, the world ended Stop. in 2012. Stop. That's when Pluto was declared not a planet and everybody lost their minds. Oh, my God. That was, huh? I was actually like. Pretty sure. I felt personal 
about that. That felt personal to me. <laughs> it's in my Blues Clues Animaniacs songs, and <laughs> yeah, it's no longer there. Yeah, sun's hot, Mercury's hot too. Venus, the <laughs> brightest planet, and Earth helps me and you. Mars is the red one, Jupiter's most white. Saturn's got those icy rings and rays. I'm going to sing the whole thing. Spain's on its side. <laughs> Neptune's really windy, and Pluto's really small. Well, we wanted to name the planets, and now we've named them all. <laughs> Wow. I had a little radio as a child and it played four blues clues songs and you push the different buttons. And if you push the earth button, it would play that song. And I just like, I listened to it all the time. <laughs> I love it. It's oh a no. Good song. It was 2006 that Pluto was declared <laughs> not a planet. Like, I but, just sang so, that whole song. <laughs> <laughs> but well, so when I looked it up, um, <laughs> The search first came up was when was Pluto formally downgraded? <laughs> <laughs> it was like bumped back up, right? Like, nope. no, no, nope, I, I don't thought, think so. I thought that I, I heard that like they were like, you know what? We're too rough on Pluto. It was. Is it like a dwarf planet? Yeah, now? it was downgraded to the status <laughs> of dwarf planet. That's so rude. What is your criteria for planets? It's still a planet. It's just got the word who dwarf in front of it. Who gets to decide I think, that? I think we're a little off topic. Who, but. but who gets to decide that? That's all I want to know. Who's <sighs> Who does NASA think they are? That they could just be like, you know what, Pluto? Cancel. That's the OG cancel culture is, is NASA. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, <laughs> Linens. <laughs> um. So, oh my God, we we talk about this a little bit in a previous episode, but do not rent linens if you do not have to. Um, if they don't come with the venue, buy your tablecloths. Mm-hmm. Buy them on tablecloththfactory.com. I cannot stress to you enough. When I looked at the price to rent linens, I was appalled. I was truly appalled. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the price to buy them insane difference and now we have a whole business where we rent out our linens <laughs> no we don't but we could we could and, and we, we could shall. make money yeah yeah Let's um do it. the only con is that <laughs> when i bought them they're like all folded and so they will need to be steamed or ironed pr- prior to the mm-hmm. day um but that is not a problem because literally so much cheaper mm-hmm. like wow yeah um also, it's absolutely okay to have white or black tablecloths. Like, you do not need to spend the extra $5 per linen to have your wedding colors on your tables in that way. Yeah. If you want to incorporate those colors, buy, like, table runners. Or um, this is a thing on TikTok I've seen a lot. You can DIY, like, dyeing cheesecloth runners and, like, gauze cloth runners. Um, oh, yeah, the, it's really, really cute. There's like l- tons of TikTok tutorials. Go on wedding TikTok and you will find them. Um, and then so like people like let's say that your colors are like terracotta like palettes, right? Because that's super popular right now. Get some white tablecloths, dye some uh, gauze cloth, this like terracotta color, and then let it dry. Boom. Run it around like run it through the middle of your table and there is your wedding color. Hmm. Okay. You like, or, um, like incorporate those colors into napkins or flowers. Like the specific tablecloths are so expensive. If you're trying to get terracotta tablecloths, like the aesthetic is not worth the price. Mm -hmm. It's just not because nobody is going to like sit down and be like, wow, wow. What an incredible tablecloth. Yeah. Like also, even if they do, 
what does that do for you? <laughs> that doesn't put that money back in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. I can. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them more towards their honeymoon <laughs> fund just because I'm so <laughs> in love with this tablecloth. Right. Um, also, oh linen, napkins, chargers, specialty goblets and plates and, and cutlery and everything. They're so not needed. Did you say goblets? I did. I liked it more, Joyce. Sorry. Like like cups, like like no, glassware. No, I, I know what goblets are. No, I I'm, know you know, but I just I just wanted to specify. So <laughs> I, I thought maybe you were word associating with goblins or something. No. Oh, you just, no, I just, you like, just like goblets. I like goblets. I think in like two episodes back, I no, in the last episode, I was talking about how much I love cups. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm right there with you, babe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just so not necessary. Like what we're doing. Um, so we have black tablecloths and we are not doing place settings. We are literally just putting a white linen napkin on each, uh, like by each chair. And the only reason I opted for white linen napkins is because I'm literally not doing any plates, any silverware, any anything. And even then, I, the biggest reason why I put the napkins there is because I like when I have a napkin. <laughs> and so I was like, eh, well, we'll get napkins. Also at on tablecloththactory.com, they were literally like 12 cents a piece, like Damn. just a polyester napkin. It was so cheap to buy a hundred or 200 napkins. Um, it was, it was really, really cheap and I don't have to rent them. I purchased them. Those are mine. The only thing that I was thinking, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to take all those linens home and wash them after the party. That's okay. I don't really know if I want to do that. <laughs> I like didn't even think about it till this exact moment. Why is that a problem? I don't want to like wash. I don't want to like touch everybody's like mouth napkins. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I'll They're do it pizza. for you. There's gonna be marinara sauce everywhere. So I'll do it for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have you do that because yeah. I don't. I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought about it. Um, I don't. I don't want to I deal with want it. I don't to touch it. You <laughs> gross. Sir, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> um, so, Hopefully yeah. Hopefully we're not still in a pandemic then. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't even. Uh, we've talked about it. If we if we have to postpone again, we're just not going to. <laughs> like, we're just going to have the 10 people there. Yeah. yeah we're and we just. Have the paper, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so, centerpieces. There are literally so many elements to centerpieces. I could talk about it forever and I probably will. <laughs> she can. I can. You know why? Because I'm so torn about centerpieces. I love centerpieces. Like I know that this is dumb, but one of my dumb priorities are centerpieces and they always have been with party planning. Like when I think about party planning, one of the main things I think about are table decor. Um, I am very historically not very good at executing table decor and centerpieces and why is that because when i was 16 i had a sweet 16 birthday and i thought it would be super cute to my my favorite flowers are sunflowers and i thought oh my god i'm gonna get mason jars right so original i'm gonna use them as vases Mason jars, these skinny jars. And I'm going to put giant stalks of sunflowers in the vases. And then inside of that, I'm going to put 10 cent goldfish that I buy from PetSmart. And those goldfish did not last to the end of the party. 
and I did not intentionally kill those fish, <laughs> but I did. Um, indeed. I did them. indeed kill those fish. I killed about 10 fish in one day. And um, I just have to say, oh my God, no, like two or three lived and my friends took them home. And then like later that night they were like, sent me pictures and they're like, Aaron, the fish died. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was just, I remember m- my whole family just like not really saying anything and letting me do it, but also being like, Aaron, I don't know if the flowers and the jars and the fish will all fit. And I'm like, they look great. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just delusional. And then I believe that I did it again <laughs> at another point at another party. Um, In the middle of summer outside. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't. Well, I we did a carnival themed party, me and my sister. Um, and we had just fish and bowls and you, you, you could win them. Right. The, that was they they were there was no animals harmed in the making of that party. <laughs> I can't say the same for my sweet 16. I that was that was truly tragic and honestly like my whole family still talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like sorry, trigger warning dead fish, I guess. Um yeah. but <laughs> so I'm really torn on centerpieces is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um because I think that they mean a lot. What I found out and this was a huge like learning curve we um had our engagement party uh we had did a halloween engagement party which i absolutely just loved um and i got like these cute little potion bottles and i bought like cute little black and purple flowers and like little coffins little i painted little coffins and put mints in them Mm -hmm. and like we had little hand sanitizers and like um little like coffin um like table plaques with like the menu on Mm -hmm. it and i put it all on these tables and i rented the size of tables that we were gonna have for our wedding because i wanted to see what they looked like right and um oh my god everything i bought for the centerpieces was so small yeah everything was so so little the bottles were so little because i didn't anticipate these giant tables Mm -hmm. like the circumference was so wide and that was such a good learning experience for me because I was like, wow, I was going to do these teeny tiny bud vases and this little candles. And now I know I have more space to fill, especially because we are not doing place settings. Yeah. So I have a lot of room to work. And now because of that, I am having a crisis because I don't know what to put on the <laughs> tables. Um so anyway, um, <laughs> and that's, I mean, and we've said it before, if you're going to do like centerpieces, you're going to decorate your tables. You have to do a trial run. Yes. Have to. Yes. 100%. Like we, um, we made compote vases. I think we talked about that in our DIY episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally bought like a $1 candlestick holder and a $1 glass bowl from Dollar Tree and I glued them together, um, with resin glue and let the them good tr- stuff the good stuff like the stuff you have to mix together and it smells bad um <laughs> and then we let it dry overnight and then we spray painted it gold and oh my god i'm obsessed with how they came out they are so cute they lit people literally do that and sell them on etsy for like 20 bucks and i made it for three um yep. i'm so obsessed with how it turned out and then so we have like the range for really big flowers. I know 100% we're using those vases. We worked way too hard. They look super <laughs> cute. I really like them. Um, and then we bought like, I know this is super basic, but we bought like little mirrors 
to go underneath the vases because I really like the reflectiveness of the florals. Like I just, I know it's super basic to have little mirrors in the center of the tables, but like I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it like kind of tied the centerpiece more towards the middle. Um, and then we're having like uh, small little tea lights uh, just for candles. And then we're just going to have a little frame um, with each of like the movie posters. Mm -hmm. And then I want to add other personal elements. Like I really, we wrote down all these cute fun facts um, that I was like, Ooh, maybe we could put those at the tables. But then like the more that I add to the centerpieces, the more that I have to multiply it by 20. Yeah. And that's like why I'm really torn is because like, I don't want to buy 20 of something if it's like, pretty expensive and then i'm literally just gonna put it on a table and then take it off of the table you know like i want it to still be <laughs> yeah. functional you know yeah so i'm and really torn yeah and we talk about going down the the pinterest rabbit hole and i think when it came to like the centerpieces and stuff yeah that was that was the thing that sucked you into the hole mm -hmm. pretty deep yeah also that and i realized that the candles i bought are really yellow and i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, fortunately, some of the things that I bought, I'm able to redistribute to other elements in the venue. So strangely, these candles are the color of flame. And not, it wasn't flame, though. Like I wanted like a white light, like a soft <laughs> white. And I wanted brass. And when I lit it, it was like yellow. And that was just <laughs> not the not the vibe I was going for. So anyway, there's so many elements <laughs> of centerpieces florals vases candles objects things like lanterns books geometric holders little trinkets photos um frames table numbers like they're literally and then like there's place cards place settings all of those things mm -hmm. um so centerpieces number one should not obstruct the guest's view mm -hmm. i am i you see the centerpieces where it's like a four foot like vase and then there's like a like a head of roses at the top and it's like i just can't see <laughs> i so i am gonna do this i make fun of my mother a lot for a lot of the things she has in her house that i i call all of them decorative towels She's very proud of her decor she is very proud well. of her decor i call it all decorative towels because you're just not allowed to touch it or use it Right. You're really exposing her like that. Right. Well, in the discussion of centerpieces, and I've never said this out loud, but she has these massive centerpieces on her she, dinner table. And every time we eat, we have to move she them. She moves them, I know. So it's like, why are they the, there? The same with like the chargers and the napkins. The chargers and the napkins, they're just there for show. And it's like, it's, I, it's, I get it. It's it like looks a nice. older generational thing. I know. But yes, it does happen. There's this one well, and she big vase in particular. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't have an actual designated place for it. So it just ends up in a chair in the corner. There's a pile <laughs> of chargers and napkins. And it's so funny to me. Yeah. But she likes it. So, she likes I mean, it. And you know what? And so we move the chargers and then we move them back <laughs> we, when we're done. We move the giant ass vase in the it middle of the really table. It is really a big vase. It is, an, <laughs> it is a large vase. <laughs> so at your wedding, maybe we don't, don't want do the really that. big, big vase. If you want those big like standing vases and stuff, put them in other parts of your venue. Like put them at the altar, like put them at your ceremony arches and have the big mm -hmm. displays. Like that's super cool. Don't put them on your tables. Um, 
I mean, you totally can, but like you're going to obstruct the guest view and it's just like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, if you opt for fresh flowers, <laughs> this is really fascinating. Try to make sure the fragrance isn't too strong. Um, your florist will, if you're working with a florist or you're working with a wholesaler or whatever, um, ask them how like fragrant the flowers are because it could affect like guest allergies because they're in such close proximity to the flowers. Right. Um, also, it can affect like how they taste food actually. Yeah. Because if you're smelling something really fragrant and then it kind of like counteracts with the food or it just it because smell is like taste is so much smell. If you're smelling something and you're eating like it's going to kind of affect it. They're going to be like, wow, this this pizza tastes very uh, floral. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't know they did lavender pizza. Right? I know. Oh, my God. I would so try lavender pizza. I know. Me too. The only reason I said lavender is I couldn't think of another flower. I I love lavender. (laughs) Max and I, for the past couple of years, have visited the uh, Lavender Festival. Oh, yes. Down in uh, Cherry Valley. Lavender honey uh, lemonade? Like chocolate lavender ice cream. Chocolate lavender ice cream. So Mm. good. With like a lavender lemon square that... Oh my God. So good. I forgot about that. That was so mm-hmm. good. Um, actually right next to Solvang, um, there's like a little, another little town that I want to go to because they have a lavender farm. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we could go. That'll be wonderful. Okay. Yes. Let's go. I'm literally so excited <laughs> to go with you. I can't. Um, I just really want to get out of the house. Um, so (laughs) another, uh, point when discussing centerpieces, when in doubt, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. We completely rethought our centerpieces after I bought a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, and (laughs) I really simplified it and I'm really happy with like kind of what we decided on. Yeah. Um, we were going to do these really big marquee, like not big, they're small, but a bunch of little marquee hearts. Mm. Um, and while I love what they look like, they just are not going to work on the tables. Kind of clash with what's going on. They do clash. And also I was like, they're going to be shining right in somebody's face, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but we are getting a giant marquee, like, like that says love Mm -hmm. and the O is going to be a heart. And so we have a bunch of little red hearts and so we can just tie them in and other places and other shelves and other stairways in the venue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, perfect. So we're just going to put a bunch of like hearts and it's going to be so cute. Um, so like, okay, perfect. I can like tie it in somewhere else. Same thing with like the candles that we bought, the Voltives. I don't, I don't like them on the tables. I want like more brassy ones. And these ones are like, like I said, they just reflect very yellow, but other aspects of our tables and our venue need candles. And so mm-hmm. I'm just going to put them there. So yeah. perfect. So, so at least they have some place to go. Yeah. I'm just trying to be like flexible. Um, and I'm trying to simplify the tables because you know, you gotta, um, and then remember <laughs> quantity when planning Pinterest style tables. So mm-hmm. you might want like 10, uh you know like wax candlesticks with the antique holders and five bud vases and you know like a bunch of fancy sparkly table runners or whatever but just know that the more elements that you add to your tables you're going to have to multiply it by the number of tables you have yeah um not every guest can have a fancy candlestick in front of them exactly and if you want certain like really like sentimental, adorable items and objects, do them at your sweetheart table. Yeah. Like our sweetheart table is going to be covered in totally different stuff. 
Um, we have our bird to birds. We do. We have not talked about them on the podcast yet. And you know what? We're not going to yet. We'll save it. <laughs> we'll save it <laughs> because that's a <laughs> long story. Um, so and then make a mock table with all of your elements before buying in bulk. Mm-hmm. This is something I did not do. <laughs> uh, and luckily, very luckily, we were able to like figure out ways, like we said, to coordinate uh, and put these elements in other places. But yeah. Well, we talked a lot about what we wanted to do before mm-hmm. we ordered stuff. Yeah. But so then although we, we ordered, didn't, yeah, although we didn't different. do like a practice table, which we should have, yeah, um, which we recommend everybody do. Um, we still like planned a lot. Yeah. It just didn't turn out the way that I had seen yeah. it in my head. And that's another thing is like, you can talk and talk about it, but same thing with DIY, like do it before you buy in bulk because then you don't know if it's going to turn out the way that you hoped Mm -hmm. it's just uh it's tough um so then there's like lounge seating and other tables that are like that could be needed for like other areas so like um you definitely don't have to but you could curate a place for guests to relax like couches stools beanbags hammocks just depending on your venue your Mm -hmm. aesthetic all of those things Um, and then there are actually like when you're talking with your furniture vendors, there are tons of other types of tables, um, that you might need at your wedding reception. So if your venue does not have a built-in bar, you're going to have to rent a bar, like a, like bar tables. Um, there, these are for like bartenders serving and like preparing the drinks, Um, and then, so like the, we talked about the cocktail tables, they're either called cocktail tables or bistro tables. Um, some people opt for a cake table to display the wedding cake. Um, and, uh, then there's like food tables. We have to get food tables for our caterers. Um, and it's just long banquet style tables for them to present any food. Um, a gift table, like if you're going to have people have gifts you put your card box there Mm -hmm. i would recommend decorating with like maybe your engagement pictures some florals maybe little trinkets that's another good like place to incorporate personal elements put a big ass vase in the corner of the table not the center stop (laughs) stop um you can also do like a guest book table i cannot wait to talk about our guest book table but again whoop should be saving it (laughs) um so like yeah um same kind of thing i would incorporate photos florals all that good stuff um so the head table um you can either have a head table that is your whole wedding party so like the bridegroom um brides people and grooms people Mm -hmm. um or you can just have a sweetheart table which is the two of you Mm um yeah my sweetheart i (laughs) i really like the idea of a sweetheart table it Mm -hmm. gives you guys an opportunity to just be together as a couple even for just a few minutes even to just get some cute photos um and then you can incorporate all of those personal elements to the decorating of that table i love that um, and then like, you know, you can have memory or photo tables, you can have like, um, favor tables, um, any kind of reserve tables for like, um, like literally anything else that you might have, um, like incorporated throughout your night. Like for us, we're doing concessions. So we would have like tables for concessions there. And like our venue comes with some tables, but it's really, really good to check what your venue comes with and then coordinate with your furniture, uh, vendor for anything else you need and then of course there's any like optional seating that you want like 
for us we have we've talked about those cool little alcoves that we have in our venue um and our venue comes with some furniture like a few couches a few coffee tables um but i think that we're going to rent a few couches as well to put some on either alcove and then in the kids area Mm -hmm. um and i'm just really excited to like give guests a really kind of cool place to relax that's not like the formal reception table yeah you know like i know my as soon as like my mom walked through the venue she was like oh your grandparents are gonna be here the whole night like in this couch (laughs) like and it's really cool because our venue like it's just i i'm so in love with our venue like i can't even me too like uh i love it um and so like it it has these really cool little points of view where it's like right next to the bar and it's like you could see all of the dance floor you can see everything going on like um and i'm that is something that is completely optional but i'm excited to um to add because i just think it enhances the experience for the guests and that's like where guest comfort comes in i'm gonna try to get my game group friends to play dominoes with your grandpa Oh my god! I think that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, probably end so poorly for them. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're gonna have such a blast. So, for more tips and tricks for working with your furniture vendors, listen to our something else segment from a while back. But keep in mind that they are professionals, and as long as you clearly communicate your needs, quantity, and layout, they'll take care of you. Also, that is a great task to delegate to either your coordinator, a family member, or person from the wedding party for them to arrange handle on the day of your wedding. Yeah. And like the best way to find a furniture vendor, um, I, if you fall in love with a venue, like we have fallen in love with ours and you are allowed to choose your vendors because again, a lot of venues are all inclusive and they will have already taken care of this for you. You don't have to find a vendor, but even communicating with the vendor that you uh, are given, you want to look at their inventory. You want to take notes of precisely everything that you need. Even things like memory table, gift table, um, you know, any catering tables, all of those things. The number of chairs, the number of like linens, if you're going to rent them, which I don't think you should. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, And most vendors, if you are choosing them, they should have a website where all of their inventory is pictured and is listed. I would say don't go for a vendor if they don't have that. I think that's a little shady. Yeah. Um, you know, everything, you, everything should be up front. Right. You want to be able to visualize it, to see it, um, find them on their social media. If they have it, look at their kind of like their stock, um, what they have. Uh, and if then you have to go searching for any of that. It's probably not a good idea. You know, right. It should be all available. Yeah, absolutely. And like we want to support all of those vendors, but also you want to make sure that you know exactly what you're getting to prevent any kind of confusion. So even if they maybe don't have it displayed on their website, um, if they've got great prices or they have great reviews, they come highly recommended. Um, they most vendors will be able to meet you at whatever warehouse they have. You can take a look around. Some vendors even have like displays, uh, where you can kind of go, they do the mock tables for you, just depending mm-hmm. on like, you know, who you're working with. Um, but just make sure that you are clearly communicating that you take responsibility for communicating exactly what you need, how much of each and whatever, um, or have that conversation with your planner and then have your planner do it. There you yeah. go. Like, that's that on that. 
And now for our segment, Hitch or Ditch, where mm. we each find a wedding trend, tradition, or expectation that we would do in our wedding or consider, or we would totally ditch and say goodbye, never again. <laughs> so give it to me. Do you have a hitch or a ditch for today? Uh, This week, I have a hitch. Okay. Yes, and Positive here, King. Here's what I want to hitch. Let's all of us, all of us do... Pre-wedding honeymoons. <gasps> okay. I, I I feel very strongly about this. I think that that is the best, especially like if you're already living together, there's no reason not to be barring any financial limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about this. Um, I'm going to therapy. That's not anything new. Woo-hoo. Um, and my Me therapist. Too now. Yeah, we're both going to therapy. Therapy stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. Uh, therapy should be everybody should. Honestly, you know, it should be a requirement. It should like be a requirement. when you yeah. turn eighteen. It should be like all right, right before you go to college. Because everybody needs help. Nobody should be ashamed of it. That's my spiel on therapy. If you want to know more, DM me. Anyway, um, <laughs> but my therapist said that when we were talking about getting engaged, and then we we're talking about you know the mm-hmm. the you know uh, the future and and all the the stresses that come with it. My therapist really, he just said, well, why don't you just propose to her now? Like, you guys are already living as you're married. You guys are already married, really, honestly. Yeah. You have a kid together. You're living together. You're operating in that that scenario. And so for other couples, if you're already living together, now your situation may be different because you might not have a kid involved. Like, that's definitely something that sped along that process for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but living together really totally shapes your dynamic. It does. And it, I think that once people live together, they find their married mm-hmm. couple dynamic. So even if you want to be, like, engaged for eight years, you know, before you get married, as some couples do, some mm-hmm. couples like to do that, I fully recommend doing, like, pre-wedding honeymoons, you know? Let's, so vacations. Let's, so, well, but tr- <laughs> but with with the intent of treating it like okay. a honeymoon, honeymoon like, trials yeah like like you me go for a week romantic getaway you mm-hmm. know and let's do that before the wedding yeah you know i am down <laughs> you know well we already agreed we were gonna have a honeymoon every single year no i know <laughs> but like i think for for other couples um i can just imagine that doing so would create a totally different feel when the ceremony does come yeah. and when you guys have, you know, the wedding, it, I think you're already going to feel so solid yeah. that then it's just a party, you know? I can see where some people would be like, well, the honeymoon is just so special because like that's the only time you're going to get to do it and you should really look forward to it. But like that shouldn't be the only time. Be. Yeah, absolutely. Like your honeymoon should not be the only time that you like vacation and like celebrate yourselves and celebrate your love, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I fully support that. I've heard of people doing second honeymoons like 10 years after their wedding. People even do this thing called baby moon where like when they're pregnant, like they will go and take a vacation right before they have the baby. Well, that's like, cute. I, I like that. I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I fully support this. Let's hitch this 100%. Where are we going? Well, we're going to Solvang this weekend, but yeah. where but are we going on our, on our this, summer trip? Because this summer, in the summer, we're going to do that, uh, 11 day cruise in, uh, oh yeah, we're totally Greece. doing an 11 day cruise in Greece. <laughs> in Greece Thank and you, Turkey, yeah. coronavirus. No, <laughs> um, 
But we'll we figure could something go to out. Greece because we're both vaccinated now, fully That's vaccinated. True. Let's go to Greece. Let's go. We're going to Greece. Honeymoon part one. And I will let this me This is not add, off the cuff. We've already looked we, into this. So. Looked <laughs> um let me add, and I will suggest and I don't think that this is um immoral because uh it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you go on a honeymoon trial, say it's your honeymoon. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Why not? Who's gonna check? Who's gonna be like, "May I see your marriage certificate?" Yeah. No. Tell your hotel I'm celebrating my honeymoon. Tell you, you know, your waiters we're celebrating our honeymoon. Max and I bought bride and groom hats, and we wore them to Vegas. And Vegas was like, "Oh my God, you're on your honeymoon. Here's free stuff." Yeah. And we were like, "Woohoo!" <laughs> we wore those hats to Catalina. We did. We wore them to Vegas. We're gonna wear them we're to Solvang. <laughs> we're gonna wear them to Greece. Exactly. We're yeah. It it. For me, it's one of those things where it's like, you, I can't think of anything other than YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think of like Monica and Chandler and they're like, we want the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Some people will be like, Max, Aaron, don't lie. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Capitalism. <laughs> the people that you would be lying to are restaurant chains and hotels that make so much more money than you if you can get something out of it you know and and everyone could celebrate your love in the process say it's your honeymoon always say it's your honeymoon yeah. i don't care why the hell not okay <laughs> i support your hitch 100 percent. all right and i wonder if you're gonna support my ditch because i brought a ditch <clears throat> of course we need to have balance all right we are ditching a groom's cake for those who do not know what this is and i didn't either until we <sighs> searched a groom's cake is literally a cake for the groom a cake that sits next to the wedding cake that is quote the groom's cake it is usually some kind of like manly decoration or something that represents their interests. The, usually guns and beer. Uh, the mess. No, that's not true. But like, you know, it's yes. This message, I can literally have an entire episode on how weirdly toxic this is. Like the groom's cake removes him from the wedding cake, which is so unnecessary to begin with. Yeah. And it basically labels the wedding aesthetic as girly or bridal rather than a representation of the couple. Mm -hmm. I, uh, why do you need a cake with your favorite sports team or movie at yeah. your wedding? Like you don't just get a cool cake for your next birthday and be done with it. Like I can't like they literally all just look like birthday cakes. Yeah. Like I, I represent your interests in other ways. There are so many other ways to uh, like represent small elements. And if you can't decide on like flavors or decorations, get cupcakes or mm -hmm. a tiered cake with your respective flavors and de like decor. It's honestly such a waste of money. It's weirdly gendered for no ass reason. I can't. Yeah. I can't with groom's cakes. And I, I, like I said, I see so many that are like beer and guns and like all of the yeah. weird manly shit. Or and it's like, here's, here's my problem. That means that you are like 
you're an insecure man. Yeah, you have to assert your masculinity at like, your wedding. I have to make sure everyone knows that I'm a man who likes guns and beer. And not and white trimmed cake. <laughs> it's cake, dude. Everybody loves cake. I, Shut the God, fuck up. Who cares if like, it has flowers yeah. on it? Eat it. Yeah. You literally probably lay cake. you probably lay in a bed with sheets that have little paisleys on them. Don't tell me that you need a groom's cake. Yeah. Tell me what your linens look like, sir. <laughs> I guarantee you that they're not manly. Yeah. What does your bedspread look like? What does it look like? If your bedspread is, is Seahawks. Like, yeah. <laughs> then you can have a groom's cake. Otherwise, no. It's literally so unnecessary. And you're paying for this like gorgeous cake. And this is if you're doing cake, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so unnecessary. I mean, like, I guess if you're doing like just kind of like what we are doing and you just get like a small cake for the two of you and then you're doing some other kind of dessert for the rest of the guests, then yeah, do a, a different looking cake that's not like wedding mm-hmm. If you guys both love this movie or this sports team or yeah. whatever, that's great. But then it's not a groom's cake next to a wedding cake. It's exactly. just your cake. One, uh, one of the more recent weddings that we went to, there was they they had a, a themed thing. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was Disney and stuff. And so there was a, a what looked like a typical you know three-tiered wedding cake yeah it was really pretty but underneath was a little spider-man you yeah. know who was crushed by the cake and that's a little touch uh-huh. in this cake so it's still incorporated like it's yeah. still it's it the essence is them it's cute and it's not like a separation right and that's absolutely something and and that all you had to pay for was that little toy spider-man you yeah. did not have to pay for <laughs> exactly. a whole ass other cake it's just i mm, I can with groom's cakes. Ditch it. It's so yeah. unnecessary. Also, apparently it's not done nearly as much anymore. It's mostly actually done in the South. It's a mm-hmm. South thing. Toddlers. Be- well, because, yeah, toxic masculinity. If you're from the t- South and you're like, well, I have to because otherwise my man isn't going to, you know, eat the cake because he doesn't like floral powder. Like, okay, grow up, you guys. Come yeah. on. Let's be more secure in our masculinity than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bye. I just can't with that. Yeah. No, I'm ditching it too. <laughs> that sucks. It's so stupid. And I didn't know it was a thing until I joined that freaking Facebook bridal group and everyone was like, what are your groom's cakes? And I was like, is this like a, a euphemism for something? Like, what is a groom's cake? <laughs> and if it, if it came to be that you and I just did not agree on what type of cake it would be, I wouldn't care because I have an ice cream truck. Yeah. So if I don't, if it, I'll let you have your flavor of cake. Mm-hmm. And then I will just go have a bucket of ice cream. Yeah. You know? It's oh, I like, know. And that's like a compromise. I know. And so many people are actually straying away from traditional wedding cake anyways. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many, like, honestly, more enjoyable alternatives. Yeah. Um, a side note, not a groom's cake thing, but just a cake thing. My grandma is the most precious human being on the whole planet. She, <laughs> um, like, we were going to have a little graduation like get together for me and it ended up not happening um but my grandma still wanted to come over like and celebrate something because honestly they wanted to celebrate that they got vaccinated but but they used my brother's birthday as an excuse and um my grandma brought over this big cake right and it was supposed to be a surprise from like me and she was like what do you think it is what flavor do you think it is i was like i don't know grandma um, and then we cut into it and she made like this 
magnificent cake cheesecake combo and was like this is what I was thinking of making for your little wedding cake and I was like grandma you are an angel she oh my god several people several like when uh I don't even remember I think it was Abby's birthday she made the cake for Abby's birthday oh yeah she made a little several people came up and was like this is the best cake I've ever had. Mm-hmm. She's yep. so amazing. She is. Um, Ugh. she did the same thing for my high school graduation. She made my cake for that. Um, oh my god, it was so beautiful too. Um, and all of my friends were like, "What the hell <laughs> am I putting in my mouth? It is so good." Oh, it's so good. Yeah, she was so precious, and so she brought it over, and she was like, "We we have to celebrate something because I planned on making Aaron this cake." <laughs> and so yeah, she's like literally already like trialing and i wanted her to incorporate cheesecake because that's what she made for mm-hmm. my parents wedding mm-hmm. so um and also cheesecake is just the bomb i feel like at the end of every episode we just circle back to like how wonderful your grandma is <laughs> like, she's incredible <laughs> i feel like we address if it a you lot. have not met barbara scumbody you are truly missing out she's, on a whole light. She's fantastic. She is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, check us out on social media at Something Blue Podcast. Uh, by social media, I mean Instagram and TikTok. Be, and I guess Facebook if you're, you know, like that. Uh, and give us a five-star review if you like the pod. Share with your friends. Do also, all those fun things. Yeah. Send us an email with any questions, ideas for topics. And crazy chaotic plant. Not that we need ideas for topics we have for days, but I would still like the feedback. Yeah, it'd be very nice. Let us know like what you want to hear next, so we will put it in the queue sooner. Yeah, I know I have friends who are wedding planning right now. What do you need to talk about? Because yeah. I'll talk about it, baby. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, let's do crazy chaotic planning stories and wedding drama. Uh, to be featured in our next Wedding Nightmares segment. I love those. Please email us with your wedding drama and DM us with your wedding drama. Like, mm. if you want to vent, just send us a message and then we will, like, anonymously read it on the pod. <laughs> uh, we're at somethingbluepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. To Something Blue, Wedding Planning with a 21st Ass Century Bride and Crew. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to search ass and they- not find us. Uh, I'm the bride. And I'm the groom. With 518 days to go. Happy planning. (laughs) If I tell you where to see, apparently it's offensive. (laughs) Okay.